I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Oh, I'm so excited about this conversation. Me too. I've been hearing about you for so long. I'm so glad to finally meet you. Thank you. You know, I've heard that people often put you into a spiritual stereotype box. They do. And that is because... Because I'm Indian. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, oh, he's Indian and he's in spiritual capacity. Oh, so is he like Deepak Chopra? So he must be a guru. Yes. Right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And you're really from... From England. Yes. From London. Born and raised in London to a highly spiritual family, Panash Desai says he always knew he was different. Even as a young boy, he felt a deep connection to the people around him. If someone was sad, he says he could feel their sadness. During his last year of university, Panash felt a calling and traveled to the States, beginning six months of intense meditation and prayer. It was the first step on a powerful spiritual journey as Panache continued to evolve, soaking up wisdom from as many teachers as he could. Soon, the student began sharing his own lessons, helping others transform their lives by tapping into their unique gifts. We do a lot of talking on this show about how we can use our thoughts to change our future. But you say that it really begins not with thought, but with changing our energy. That's right. Teach me everything you know about energy and what that means. So the ancient yogis and mystics from all traditions knew that we inhabited a a vibrational universe and a vibrational reality. And that at the deepest level, we are energy. Yes. That every single one of us is energy. I get that. Yes, and that we have our own unique resonance of energy. Quantum physicists are now beginning to prove what the ancient mystics and yogis had known for thousands of years, that this is a vibrational universe. And so, for me, the, the greatest level at which any transformation can occur is at the vibrational level. And meditation and yoga and chanting and prayer and all of these things that we've been doing really are vibrational practices to shift us at that core level. Okay, I get that very well. And so every one of us actually embodies our own unique resonance or frequency, which I've come to call our soul signature. It's as- Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, and it's as unique as our own signature and no two signatures are the same. Okay, so every one of us embodies our own. I, 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 I I, I feel it a different way and that, or say it a different way but you just said it in such a way that it resonated so deeply with me. I'm just like, <laughs> vibrating, because I've all thought we all, carry, that we all carry our own charge, our own vibrational field, and that you attract to you that which is like your own vibrational field. Am I mm-hmm. correct about that? Yes. Yes, and you're calling it our soul, soul signature. signature. Okay, and mine is not like anybody else's. No. But isn't there a place where we all resonate on the same vibe? Or the yeah. same frequency? Well, ultimately, we are, we are all part of energy, but we all have our own unique expression of energy. Correct. And that's the cool part. We're so busy trying to be someone else other than who have been created to be that we've moved away from our soul signature. And then we're wondering why our life doesn't work. Mm. Why, why areas of our life don't flourish? Because we're fighting against our design. In the journey of every great being, mm-hmm. there's a singular moment where they finally surrender to their soul signature. Yes. They finally embrace who they are the way they are. 
Yeah. Is is that what Joseph Campbell calls that the hero's journey yes. and the moment of bliss and finally following the bliss? That's right. Same thing. Lots of people have said it in different ways. That's exactly yes, right. Yes, you're calling it soul signature. Someone else calls it the blissful moment. Yeah. And, okay. So there's no greater power or no greater connection than to be in harmony with oneself, hmm. which is to fully embrace all that we are because we're beautiful. Okay. We're not broken. We're not we broken. We don't need fixing. We don't need teaching. All that we need is for us finally to just accept all that we are. Okay. What you just said sounds beautiful to me. Yes. I'm inspired by it. Yes. Something uh, about what you said resonates with me. I can feel that that is the truth. But how do I stay in that vibration uh, where I am always aware of what you just said? The key to unlocking who we are is acceptance. Mm. What we do is we judge our anger, we judge our fear. We, we overly compensate for our insecurities. So Give anger, me an example. So Give me anger, an example. So something happens and you get triggered. Your mother-in-law comes over, oh, I can't stand cooking, I don't understand why mm -hmm. my son married you, mm -hmm. and she goes off like she normally goes off. Mm -hmm. Now in that moment, there is actually a visceral or a vibrational reaction that's being triggered inside of you. Yes. So emotions are energies in motion. Emotions are energies in motion. Yes. Thank you very much. Which means that they want to move. What do we do? We stuff it. We repress it. We suppress it. Oh, no, it's not socially acceptable for me to feel my anger, so I'm going to stuff it. It's not, it's not okay in this instance for me to feel my sadness, so I'm going to do something to avoid feeling it. Yeah. So it's the same thing as Michael Singer says in not letting that thing just pass through you. That's right. Just releasing it and letting it pass through you. That's right. And what we do is we stuff it, we hold on to it, and that becomes... Density. Density. It literally forms a weight in our bodies. That's how that frequency changes. That's right. Okay. That's right. I'm tracking with you. I'm so excited. Uh, yes. This is awesome. <laughs> this is so, good. Okay. So, so every emotion and life's experiences want to happen. We just don't allow them to happen. And when we don't allow them to happen, those, those heavier, and they're not wrong, they're not bad. It's time to change our languaging around these experiences. They're just energy. So what are we doing so wrong that we are so, you know, I look at the world, I look at the news, I look at the 24-hour jibber-jabber, chatter-chatter on cable all the time, and it just seems to me sometimes when I can pull myself back from it that we're kind of lost. We're kind of lost. Do you sense that? We've judged ourselves out of our magnificence. Uh-huh. We've judged ourselves out of our natural state. Okay. We've, we've bought into everyone else's conversations and everyone else's rules and regulations mm. other than just And trying to keep up with all of that's that. That's right. And, and it, measure up to all of that. And it's completely unsustainable. It's completely unsustainable. We can only ever be who we are. And at some point, that has to be good enough for us. Mm. I always say to Let's people... Let's just sit with that for a moment. Yeah. We can only ever be who we are. And at some point... That has to be good enough. Yep. Wow, that's great. I, I heard that you can connect to other people's energy. Explain that. What does that feel like? It's like when you, if you've ever seen a still pond, a still pond will perfectly mirror back whatever, whatever is there, right? In that same way, human beings have an ability to just become calm in themselves, to come into harmony with themselves. And at that point, you can really start to feel what's going on. You can start to feel the sadness or the fear or the anger. And we all have that. Yeah. It's like you walk in a room, you, f you can feel yeah. the energy of the room. You feel that connectivity. Yeah. Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor, who wrote the book, uh, My Stroke of Insight, yes. talked about when she had been in stroke mind, um, lying there in the hospital and being able from the right brain energy 
to perceive what other people were actually perceive their energy and feel their energy. And so she had a sign created for people to be responsible for the energy mm -hmm. they brought into the room. Mm -hmm. How can each of us do that in a more profound, elevated way? How can each of us begin to take responsibility for the energy that we bring? I think the first thing is to have the awareness that we are energy. Yeah. This infinite field of yeah. mad, wicked awesomeness that yes. is you, right, that we're all a part of. Yeah. And so we're all born of that and we all express that. You see, and so the first thing is to have the awareness of it. Okay, and to also have the awareness that everything that is in existence is also of that, yes. right? Yes. And that the trees are a vibration and the grass is a vibration yes. and the sky is a vibration and that we all have our own frequencies. That's right. Oh boy, that's so cool. Isn't that's right. That cool? It's all dairy, it's just different flavors of ice cream. Oh, <laughs> yes, I love that. I love that. I love that. I love when you really get that. That's right. Yeah. So that oneness or that connection is what like St. Francis spoke of when he perceived the light in everything that he saw. That is, that is our natural state, is oneness with all life. And what we're doing is returning to that oneness with all life. Is that why we love our pets so much? Yes. That's why we love our pets. It's why we love being out in nature mm -hmm. because, because they're in harmony, you see. Because pets are always present. Right. Yeah. We're the only species that's not in harmony with itself. Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah. cows don't go to self-help seminars, do yeah, they? Yeah, And they're not thinking, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it, but I'm just saying this for people who have pets too. Your dog isn't thinking about what happened yesterday no. or what it needs to do tomorrow. Or when you come into the room, it just sees you. It's there. Yeah. It's just hanging out mm -hmm. in the moment, just having a great time. It's mm -hmm. like, and so we are that way too. We are that way. We have the ability to be yes. that way. And the more we embrace who we are, the more we can flow with life, and the more we open up that vibrational dimension. And then literally things become possible that were once impossible for us. How did you get here? Somebody saw something special in you or did you see it? How did you end up now? How do you define yourself? I know you don't like <laughs> the word guru, neither do I. Yeah. People think guru. Right. So you're not that. No. But you believe that each of us is a guru for ourselves, yes. just as I do. Yes. You've got to find it. That's your job, is to figure that That's out, right. right? I just say I'm an old friend that you asked a long time ago to remind you of how brilliant you are. Mm -hmm. And just to continually deliver that message until you're finally ready on every level of your being to just embrace how magnificent you how are. How did you... This is what's so interesting about you. You don't have a book. Nope. I mean, you're not here to sell anything. Nope. Nope. You're just here as an old friend to remind us of how brilliant we are. Yeah. yeah. And that you're not broken. That you're not broken. That, you're, that you don't need healing, that you don't need teaching, that oh. you don't need fixing, that you are the most beautiful thing that's ever been created. And that this being, this infinite being loves you so much, I cannot even begin to articulate in words the love that that being has for you. Oh, you're crying, I'm crying. I, can, I can't, I can't even... My heart is just so filled with love for people mm. every day. You're not your stories. You're not your conditioning. You're not your past. And I know it's been hard, but you're not that. Why do you say we're not broken? I think, you know, when I hear you say that, I go, gosh, I've seen some people. I talked to a lot of people who seem very broken. So I understand the essence of what you're saying. Mm -hmm that we're not broken, that we really are these magnificent, we are a magnificent, brilliant being, but we've allowed ourselves to believe that we were mm -hmm. broken from whatever experiences that have occurred. That's right. Right. It's like we've empowered everyone else's version of us over our true self. 
we've, we've, we've taken on the limitations of everyone else instead of believing in that limitless potential that we were born to be. Unlimited potential. I love that. Yeah. I recognize that. But sometimes people just mess up. And sometimes they do. But in that moment, that too is a part of them moving into something greater. Yeah, I that know that. too is that. Yeah. It's like everything in life is a, is a call to bring you into something greater. Yeah, everything is. Absolutely. And sometimes you have to fall from like the the highest of heights in order Absolutely. in order to pick yourself back up yeah. and reprioritize what's important. Absolutely. And recommit to what's important. Yeah. You know, because that's really what your life is about. That's right. Is figuring that out. Yeah. What is important? Isn't life, your life, my life, all of our lives? trying to in every moment to speak to us and to make us aware. It it's is. not like some great big Moses in the burning bush moment, but that every, everything that happens, I know you just had baby, baby girl yes. twins, and the feeding of your twins is as big a spiritual moment as going to a cathedral and praying, right? It is. Yeah. And that's the part of making life your practice. Yeah. It's actually in every moment, mm -hmm. because where is it that the divine isn't? The divine is present in all things at all times, mm -hmm. in all ways. Mm -hmm. And so then it's only for us to fully appreciate each moment. There's just something beautiful about being human and engaging in life and being married and being a son and being able to be available for the humanity of others. Mm. That we don't, it's not something special, it's not something otherworldly. It's just the fact that we are human and our humanity is the doorway to the divine. So you had an experience of the divine. Yes. I mean, a real one. Yes. I think we all experience the divine every time we take a breath. Yes. But you're talking about a supernatural experience of yes. the divine. I was in a meditation and I just had this longing and yearning mm -hmm. just to experience this truth mm -hmm. that, that what is this? If, if you're going to have me out in the world mm -hmm. and you're going to have me looking into people's eyes and telling them mm -hmm. this message, then I need to experience it. Otherwise, I can't share it. And so I called it into being. It just... This, this moment of clarity and this infinite... So you didn't have an accident, you didn't no. hit your head, it no. wasn't a near-death experience. No. You were just sitting quietly, thoughtfully, or yeah. not thoughtfully, without thought, meditating. Yeah. And you said, God, I want to experience you. Yes. And you did. Yes. Okay, so tell me about it. And so it's this infinite ocean of energy, and it was the most beautiful thing. It was just complete, unconditional acceptance and love. There were no rules, there were no regulations. I was completely embraced for who I was. And it was in that moment that I realized that this being that we call God or the divine is just love. It just loves us for who we are. It's not in judgment of us. Mm. It doesn't require anything from us. It is always just quietly whispering to us, I love you, I love you, I love you. Then how come we're always getting ourselves into such trouble? Why does life feel so complicated? Why does it feel so unfair? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I always get upset when I hear people say, you know, life is unfair. Mm -hmm. Is it? No, I don't believe life is unfair. I believe that life is happening for us, not to us. Mm -hmm. And I sense that even those moments that we perceive to be challenging or harsh or quote unquote unfair are actually leading us into something greater and we just can't perceive it in that moment, mm -hmm. that we're only ever being led back home to ourselves, mm -hmm. and that ultimately all of this is happening for us to realize who we are at the deepest level. And that every soul who comes into being, who is here, 
is here to teach us something mm -hmm. as individuals in our own life, but also in the collective, right. in the collective body, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. That's why this is such a special time because one person fully coming into the acceptance of themselves impacts 7.2 billion people because we are interconnected, because we are single threads of, of fabric that weave this greater tapestry of life. Mm -hmm. And so when one of us begins to accept who we are and love who we are the way we are, it begins to vibrate out to everyone else. Is that why, you know, on this show we've spoken a lot about the deep longing that mm -hmm. many people have and young people have mm -hmm. especially for something bigger. Everybody has, it, has this longing to be connected to something more. What they is do, that? They do, they just don't know. They, they're not looking for it in the right places, you see. They're, they're so distracted by life and they're so distracted by everything that's happened that they've forgotten that the only place where they can really experience that is within themselves. Mm. And eventually what will happen is they'll exhaust all the other possibilities, fall over one day, just absolutely tired, look up at the sky and in that moment they'll realize that all along it was in them. Mm -hmm. every single person yes and so we're we're at a, a point now where by us owning who we are and accepting who we are and finding that voice we can literally shift the paradigm for everyone else so do you actually think that the old ways of looking at the world um, are are falling away yes you do just imagine if everyone watching this mm -hmm. woke up the next day and they completely loved and accepted themselves just imagine the power and possibility of but that. But how do they do that? How do I just wake up and accept myself when I got all my stuff? I got all the stuff. You know, most of us have the tape that we're playing in our heads every yes. day. So you wake up and you go, oh my God, I'm puffy around the eyes. Oh, I can't <laughs> believe this. And I ate too much last night. I shouldn't have had those chicken wings. Okay. You know, the tape. And I got this to do and I got this to do by nine o'clock and I got to drop the kids off. You're, you're waking up with your to-do list. So what should we be doing to shift the way our energy uh, vibrates. There are some really practical things. The, the first thing is to just be aware of your breath. That, aware to, of your me, breath, yeah. that to me makes life mm -hmm. a living meditation. Mm -hmm. Something else that's great is when you get- I love that. Life, a living meditation. <laughs> I love that, yes? <laughs> the other thing is that to stop and slow down. You know, we're, we're running around and so often we're in meetings and we're just off from one thing to the next thing. I know, that and was we, my day already. <laughs> and we never take the time to just stop and slow down. And so I always say to people, just chill out for a few moments. Just stop and slow down. Just take some breaths. It's okay, you're okay. Another, another great tool is to embrace ourselves for who we are. So when anger arises, instead of stuffing the anger or denying its existence, let's embrace it. Let's feel it. Mm -hmm. Let's, be, let's just completely relax our bodies and be available to it. So it's not that these things need to cease existing, but it's that we include them as a part of who we are. That's the gift. The gift is in being human. So there, we have some super solos who sent us some questions for, for you. Oh. And here's one from Debbie. Debbie, go ahead. Hi, Oprah. Hi, Panache. My name is Debbie, and I have a question. I've heard you say, Panache, that you need to be... Um, thankful for the difficulties that show up in your life. And I've had some things happen to me that weren't so good. And I want to know, how do you find gratitude for, for those things? How do you be thankful for that? Oh, my goodness. Debbie, that is such a, a great good question. question. Yeah, go ahead. Well, of course, in those moments, the first thing is to recognize that what's happening is not a punishment, that it's actually an opportunity. Okay. What most people do is pretend that it's not there, pretend that it doesn't exist, or try and do something to avoid feeling it. 
The key is to actually feel it. The yeah. key is to actually be available for and it. And not resist it. That's right. See, I always say, see what it's there That's to teach right. you. When That's you can right. answer that question. And in those moments then, when you can actually just embrace it and accept it, five years from now and 10 years from now, when you look back on it, you'll see it as a pivotal moment in your development. I see also what you're saying. I get it. I get it, Panache. I get that the fun, I always say you become what you believe and the only thing you have to believe is that you are a part of the divine. Yes. Because once you really get that, you know that no matter what comes, you're going to be okay. That's right. And that's, that's the difference between knowing it on a cognitive level yes. and experiencing it. Yes. And that's what we've been so blessed because on vibrationally, people have been able to feel it inside of them. Yeah. To feel that presence inside of yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. And I say to people too, I'm sure you feel this, that no matter what it is that's shown up in your life and it feels hard and horrible and the people are coming at you in life and you can't get pay your bills, that to be able to step back into that observer space right. and know that, number one, this too shall pass, but I am not that thing, that, that trial that's before me. I am not the trial and that no matter what, I'm going to be okay. That's right. And you, you're saying you can do that when you realize that you're infinite and you're part of the brilliance that created you. That's right. And so by all means, you know, feel what there is to feel around what's happening, but just please trust that it is leading you to something greater and know that. Mm -hmm. yeah. You say, I, at least my producer told me you said this, and I'm like, well, I don't know about that, so I'm going <laughs> to challenge that. You say that we're seeing the end of fear in the world. Yes. I want to know how so. How, why do you say that? Because when you turn on the evening news, when you turn on your iPad, when you turn <laughs> on your Surface, when you look at your smartphone, it looks like the exact opposite. It looks like the world is more fear-based than ever. The, the first thing is that world events are giving us an opportunity to come into completion where we're unresolved within ourselves. So when you see something in the world that has an impact on you, it's an opportunity to feel what it's bringing up inside of you. That's the first thing. Okay. And the part about the fear is that, that ultimately, now more and more, the more we embrace that fear, the less it dominates our experience. And so any and all energies that we don't embrace run us. Any and all things that we embrace no longer have any power over us. And so the more we can embrace these parts of us like fear, which is natural, right? We, we hold on to our fear though, Oprah, that's the only difference. Like zebras feel fear, they're out in the wilderness and the lion comes and like, quick, Henry, run, right? And then they run and then they stop running and they look at each other and they shake it out and that's the end of it. We don't do that. We hold on to it for like 50 years until we don't even know what we're afraid of anymore, right? So we, we accumulate- Oh, that's a really good example. We accumulate our fear, Yeah. you see? And so the key is to understand that fear is a part of our experience, but it doesn't need to dominate our experience. You teach and lecture a lot about abundance. What yeah. is the biggest thing that you think holds people back from experiencing or achieving abundance? Abundance is an internal state of being. And I think often people approach abundance from fear, lack and scarcity, from not having it. Yeah. So where you start from is where you'll finish. So, yeah. so if you start from fear, lack and scarcity, you're on a train to fear, lack and scarcity yeah. land. Yeah. If you start from the fullness of spirit, yes. I'm already abundant. At that point, the universe proves it to you. Yeah. 
I know. I, I used to love hearing people say, well, if I could just make it to the end of right. the week, if I only right. can make it to the end of the week, and that's what you end up doing. That's right. Because that becomes the way you order your world. That's right. Right. And abundance is the richness of your experience and the richness of your life. It's not about what you have. Yeah. You know, I've met people who have everything in the world and they don't know yes. themselves and so they don't, they don't, they're not enjoying it. So let's go to this question. This one is from Otelia in the Bay Area of Northern California. Lots of people have the same question. Okay, Otelia, go for it. Hi, Oprah. Hi, Panache. I'm Otelia, and I have a question for Panache. Um, I would like a job that brings me more personal fulfillment and makes me feel like I'm making more of a difference in the world. And I wanted to ask you, do you feel that our jobs are part of our spiritual purpose uh, that we bring to the world? Okay. I get asked that a lot. That's a big one. That's a great question. Because that's where question. most people are going through the drudgery, mm -hmm. drudgery of their, their, their lives. Yes, go ahead. Our job is the excuse through which we get to love people. That's it a good is. one. Every single time. It's like we are put in exactly the place that we need to be to love the people that we are around. And so your fulfillment comes from within. But it comes from being open to allow that to happen through you. No matter allow. what you're doing. That's right. So your job is the excuse through which you get to love people. Or another way of saying it is through which the divine gets to love its creation. Wow, that's beautiful. And I think when you open yourselves, those super solars who are watching around the world, when you can shift your way of thinking to isn't life just a wonder mm -hmm. and you wake up every day looking for the wondrousness in mm. it, God will just thrill you yeah. all the time. It's like, oh, let me just blow your mind some more. God will just blow your mind. Yeah. Oh, you think this is good? Wait, no. try this. Let me show you this. Right. Janet, what did you want to say? You have a question for anyone, anybody caring for an elderly parent. Hi, Oprah. Hi, Panache. My name's Janet, and I was hoping you could help me with the situation I'm in right now. I'm the primary caregiver for my mother, who is at the end stage of her life, and I understand that it's a sacred time, but there are times like today where I'm very sleep-deprived and I'm not functioning right, and I just feel very raw and emotional, and I get angry, and... I'm grieving her even though she's still here. And I wonder, Panache, if you could help me understand the balance between being authentic and being human and staying aware and open to the lessons that this profound time is here to teach me. I'd, I'd love it if you could help me with that. Great questions. That is a great so that's another, another really popular question that people have for me. Because there are a lot of people right now that are caring for their elderly, elderly, and aging elderly parents. parents. Yes. And so the key is to, first of all, be present for what you're experiencing around being around them. For, for most people, it's moving back to where your parents are to take care of them. It's dealing with what's coming up inside of you around potentially losing them. Mm -hmm. and recognizing that this is an opportunity to come into completion around that relationship. You've said fully present many times. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? That means being fully available for the experience. So life is not about learning lessons. It's not a lesson in what she's going through. She's having an experience. And so it's being available for the experience of the sadness, being available for the experience of loss, being available for those moments where 
she doesn't know how she's going to do it anymore. And just simply being available for everything as it's going on inside of her. Okay, you just said life isn't about learning lessons. Isn't it constantly there to show us to ourselves? Isn't it constantly, you know, showing up in new experiences and, oh, I get that, and now something else happened and I get that? Isn't, isn't it constantly doing that? It is, but it's doing it experientially. It's doing it experientially. It's not, it's not that, you know, we didn't get a manual when we were born that said, you know, here's your test and, you know, you're going to have okay, to pass I get your that. test, okay, right? I'm so it's you. more life's experience. Like when we look at really what, about what defines us, yes. it's our life's experiences mm -hmm. that, w that have the biggest impact on us. And the transition of a parent is a huge life experience. Mm -hmm. Why is it always the tough ones that make the biggest impression? Because we're hard-headed. Because we're hard-headed. <laughs> Because we're hard-headed. Because we're hard-headed. Because could we learn as much from the joyful times? Could we really? We really could. It seems like, gosh, you got to get hit over the head with a, you know, a hammer in order for, you know, to, to, to get the lesson or to yeah. get the experience that's going to take you to the next level. I just want to say, can't I just learn from the joyous times? You can. How has uh, becoming a father changed you? It's shifted everything for it's me. It's shifted everything. These two beings are just exquisite. It's just amazing watching them grow. It's just amazing being available for them. And it's amazing that their birth has brought, you know, my entire family together. My, my parents are now like 10 minutes away from me. My mom's at my house every day. Mm. You know, so we have this extended multi-generational family that has come together around these babies. Your wife has called your uh, relationship unconventional. Yes. Your, your wife is older. Yes. Yeah. And, you, and it works for you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I always like challenging convention and, and breaking boxes and paradigms because love doesn't fit in the box. Yeah. I think Janet said that your life together is about acceptance and unconditional love is yes. what it really is about. And showing people that it gives people the freedom that you can have relationships come in different packages. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Do you think your daughters have inherited your spiritual gifts? Can't tell yet. I think we all have spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. You know, when they get older and, and when they start navigating life, we'll know. But I think that the main point is that we all have these gifts. Mm. Every one of us has them. And that now it's important for people to remember that, that we all have these amazing abilities inside of us. And it's through the acceptance of who we are that we'll come into contact with them. So, you know, will they one day be here with you? I don't know. Time will tell, you know. <laughs> who knows? What is the soul? Soul is an infinite ocean of just beautiful energy and presence made manifest in human form. It is just an opportunity to fully express that energy while we're alive. It's an invitation. It's an invitation that we all have that's just wanting to be accepted. I love that. I had never heard that description before. <laughs> what is your definition of God? I'm answering with silence because there isn't a definition for God. Any words that I would use to answer this question would diminish what God is. That's the best answer. That's I actually the best answer you know, I've and, heard. And here we go with the tears again. Yeah, that's actually the best answer <laughs> you know, I've ever heard. It's just... You can't. You just can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You just can't. Okay, so tell me, are there books or materials or that, that mean a lot to you? The Harry Potter series revolutionized my life. 
How so? Because we were all born with that same lightning bolt scar on our foreheads. We were all born with that unique soul signature, that, uh, that unique expression. Oh, Every single one of us. That's, hairy. that's why it resonates it so with us. It completely did because we've all got that, that magical part of us inside of us. That is so great. You're right, because I remember the first time I read and then saw that. Yeah. You're thinking, gee, I wished I had that. Yeah. Yeah, but what that is is the part of you that knows you already do. That's right. We all have that inside of us. That is our source. That is our resonance. That is our brilliance. This is what I'm so happy about, that you're going to raise your daughters to know that. Yeah. yeah. That your daughters will be raised to know that they are yeah. the Harry Potters of their generation. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But isn't that the gift that each parent can give their child? Yes, they is can. Is to know that that is where you come from? Yeah. That's the greatest gift that you can give anybody. Isn't it that all of us just want to be really seen, that I see you and that I know that your being here matters. Yeah. 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 And, I, and, I, and for me, the deepest frustration was that I would always see that in people, but they were not willing to see that in themselves. They were not willing to see that in themselves. People are most afraid of that magnificence. And so it's gently just reminding them constantly that that's who they are until finally they embrace it. Mm -hmm. And in that moment when they embrace it, it's like the, the marvel and wonder of life is fully revealed to them. Yes, it's those wonderful words of Marianne Williamson mm. that our deepest fear is that we are brilliant. Yeah. That's our deepest fear, is not letting that shine and come forth, right? That's exactly right. So do you still have fears? Do you have a greatest fear? You know, I don't really have fears anymore because I recognize that everything that's happening is supposed to happen. Mm. And when you trust in that, there's nothing to be afraid of. No matter what happens, I know that it's at the hands of the divine. No matter what, what unfolds in my life, I know that it's a part of my greater plan. And when you trust in that, fear doesn't really exist so much anymore because your heart is so filled with love. Mm. You know, that no matter what happens, it's an act of grace. It's an act of love. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That was fantastic. That was great. Thank you. That was great. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening.